Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. So thanks for joining us on this edition of Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to subscribe at uh, on our YouTube channel. Just go to search for Eagles on the Hill and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Or you can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, we have a um, what I consider to be a very important topic. And that is a school choice in Nebraska. It is something that's been talked about in the news for, well, almost ever since I've been here, 23 years. And now this past year, a bill was passed, and I want to get uh, us the latest information on this. And I thought the best person to do this for us is Mark LaRue, our Executive Director of Schools and Facilities at Christ Lincoln. So, Mark, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Yeah, so we're going to count on you to be the expert. So here you go. Your All pressure's right. on. All right. Um, so school choice in Nebraska. Last year, in the last session of the legislature, I believe a bill was passed. Tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, LB 753 uh, was passed um, at, from the legislation uh, to support scholarships for eligible families. Uh talk a little bit more about that, but basically what it does is for families that qualify from an income standpoint, uh, they would, uh, the, the state would fund through tax credits, uh, these families to attend the school of their choice. So whether it be a, a, a private school, a homeschool setting, um, different types of, of school settings, even a public setting, public school setting, that is a school choice option, um, it would allow them to do that in removing that income barrier guideline. So um, in practical purposes, does this work where, let's say I decide I wanna help kids do this, so I donate a thousand bucks to some fund somewhere, and then I get a tax credit of a thousand dollars, or how does that work? Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly how it works. It can be individual or business corporate level gifts mm, okay. uh, that you would be able to give and then receive a tax credit uh, from your income taxes. And uh, then those dollars are pooled together and go into what is called an SGO, uh, a uh, scholarship granting organization. Okay. And schools that are a part of these SGOs would receive money based on the applications from families uh, that are applying uh, to receive that type of scholarship. Okay. So if I don't, uh, so it's possible that a lot of people would not qualify for these because of income, that they have enough income, but others in certain income statuses would be able to apply. What if, uh, let's say going to Christ Lincoln schools, if a child is already going there, but they would qualify, could they then apply and get uh, funds and the funds yeah, would so go to them or the school? How does that work? So, so the, 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 the scholarship follows the student. Okay. Right. And so it, it, um, it would ultimately uh, go to the school for the family to be able to pay for that education. OK, um, so uh, uh, go, go back to the first question that you had asked. But it's not just new students. It can be or Correct. is it just new students? Yeah, the, the, the way the bill is written and, and each bill can be different based on um, how they feel they can pass through the legislation. Mm. So this bill is written that um, they have entry levels. So these could be students entering into kindergarten, 
or into ninth grade. So uh, typically kindergarten is going to be the first year experience for a student. Ninth grade would be the first year experience for a high school student. So those are the two entry levels because they don't want to um, uh, bog up the system with uh, students that are already attending non-public schools that would qualify from uh, their income. Uh, we would, we would, we would blow out the cap that, that uh, gotcha. has been set. Um, so uh, two entry levels, kindergarten and ninth grade. Uh, and then they also have a portion in the bill that talks about students that have been bullied. Uh, mm. So students that have been bullied and there's, there's documentation of that mm-hmm. would be allowed to uh, obtain one of these scholarships. And then also military families. Military families are oftentimes on the move. Sure. And uh, so they're not in a set place for, for a short period of time. Gotcha. And this goes into effect January 1st, as I understand it, of like coming up here in a few months. Yep. Uh, Governor Pillen signed this uh, into law uh, about a month ago, and okay. uh, we'll go into effect January 1. Okay. So now how does Nebraska compare? Do other states have this kind of school choice stuff or how does that? Yeah. So it, interesting is that Nebraska is the last state to implement any type of school choice for families. Oh my goodness. We were kind of neck and neck with North Dakota and North Dakota, uh, just about a couple of months before us, before we passed ours, uh, they were able to pass uh, pass one. So Nebraska is the last state to implement one. Uh, All of the other states um, across the union have similar um, uh, scholarship opportunities. Some look like tax credits, uh, mm-hmm. like what we're trying to pass here in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Other states like Wisconsin or Florida have vouchers. So those there's a dollar amount that follows the student. Mm. Interestingly enough, Iowa, our neighbor to the east, right. uh, they recently had tax credits, a similar program in which Nebraska passed. This past year, their governor pass what's called an ESA, and it's an educational savings account. Mm-hmm. This dollar amount, over $7,000, will follow a student. In three years, there will be no income barriers or guidelines. Mm-hmm. Every student in Iowa mm-hmm. will receive uh, over $7,000 for attending a non-public school. Wow. wow so wow. Take, the, take this into, into uh, you know, relationship with, with what we charge here at Christ Lincoln Schools. So we charge a, a community member just a little over $5,000, hmm. right? It probably costs us around $6,500 mm-hmm. to, uh, to educate that child. Mm-hmm. We're, we're knocking off, uh, you know, about $1,000 off of mm-hmm. that. Well, if we can qualify or quantify, I should say, our tuition in a educational savings account and get $7,000 for that child and the parent doesn't have to pay a single penny, we win. You better start building, boy. We win. We better start building, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So why has school choice been so hard to pass in Nebraska? What's the deal with us here? What's wrong with us? It has it has been difficult. There's there's two uh, main reasons for this, and and Governor Ricketts at the time um, kind of outlined these two reasons. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Nebraska has a unicameral, right? So we have we have a single legislative body. We don't mm-hmm. 
uh, we don't have a, a, a House and, and a Senate. We have we have one. And so it makes it difficult for topics like this to be debated in an equitable format. Hmm. Right. So that, that's that's kind of the first one. So the, the opposite positions don't oftentimes get expressed hmm. um, okay. in a unicameral. The second one, which is the second reason, the, which is probably the most, um, uh, the, the biggest factor is that Nebraska has a strong public school union. Mm, and okay. so just to understand the strength of that union in this repeal that we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, they supported it by with over $2 million to mm. basically say, we want people to support our schools, mm. right? Supporting our schools is a public school initiative. They so let's get into that. So that, that repeal yeah. effort, that repeal effort is called support our schools. Yep. And so what you're saying, and, and this is news to me, is that the public school teachers unions put up $2 million to get this going. Yes. Yes. Wow. So you would have seen, you would have seen them at the college world series, right? Uh -huh. There would have been people standing outside uh, the gates uh, asking people to sign this. Um, I went to Pinewood Bowl for a concert this summer. Mm -hmm. There were people outside Pinewood Bowl uh, asking people to sign this, mm -hmm. this initiative to support our schools, which is to, to support public schools and not allow school choice in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So, Mark, you're, in your family, my family as well, we have people that have worked in the public school. You've gone to public school. I've gone to public school. Um, and we've gone to Lutheran schools as well, you know, so... But um, just to put that out there, we're, we're, you and I are both products of Lutheran and public schools. Yep. Our family members have worked in public schools. Um, even in my case, they still do. Um, so what, why, why is there this effort to repeal this? How do, does it, how does it, well, I guess, does it harm our public schools to have this kind of school choice? Yeah, What's your I opinion would, on that? I would say, Jeff, that that's probably the most um, asked question when we talk about um, school choice mm -hmm. is the question or the thought is that uh, this, this takes away monies from our, from our public school. Mm -hmm. um, and, and actually it doesn't. Students that attend the public school uh, will continue to receive those dollars, mm -hmm. right? But families who choose to send to a non-public school through a tax credit scholarship Mm -hmm. um, those dollars follow the student. So it's not, it's not dollars that we're taking away from the public school. Mm -hmm. Now the public school is not receiving that student, mm -hmm. but they're still receiving the dollars of the students that are attending a public school. Mm -hmm. um, think, think of it this way. Um, as I mentioned, uh, it costs about, let's say $6,500 in actual cost to educate a child at Christ Lincoln schools. Mm. Uh, it might be greater, it might be a little less than other non-public schools. Mm. In the public school, the average three years ago was over $13,000 a student, mm. 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 right? So the public school is, is a giving each student that goes into their classrooms, into their programs, $13,000. Mm. Non-public schools can oftentimes do it for much, much less. So mm -hmm. think about the dollars that it's saving the state. Mm -hmm. It's guessed or estimated uh, between states that operate a, a tax credit scholarship program, anywhere from 13 million to $120 million in savings to the state. Mm -hmm. 
So public schools still get their money, mm -hmm. um, but non-public schools can do it for a fraction of the less. Mm -hmm. And of course, part of the reason that it costs, uh, am I right in this, that it costs public school uh, more than, let's say, Christ Lincoln schools, is that public schools are required to provide programming for anyone and everyone. So I know, like some kids in public school, for instance, have a um, a tutor or whatever, whatever that's called, um, with them throughout the day, one on one. You know that kind of that's that's a heavy, high expense. Um, but that doesn't account for all of it. You know, when you look at um, the facilities that Christ Lincoln Schools has, they're good, and then you go into you know Southwest High School and go whoa or yeah. you know go into the, you know public schools have a lot more they could just raise tax dollars and there you go right and, and that's and, it i mean and that hits it, us our tax dollars are pretty high here well take a look at your property tax on an annual sure. basis right if you look at that line item by line item you will see one there for living here in in lincoln right. one for lincoln public schools and mm -hmm. that is 50 percent of your uh, property taxes so mm -hmm. I look at the neighborhood around me and I'm, I'm counting all of the houses that have just been built mm -hmm. and I'm going, uh, well, there's, there's $3,000 there. There's $3,000 there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it, it is a lot. And I think that's something that Nebraska needs to address at, at a separate time is, is property taxes. Right. That's a, that's a whole nother video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mark, we've barely scratched the surface of this here and, um, I think now th uh, this repeal effort is going to be on the ballot, as I understand it, at the end of 2024. So we're in September of 2023, uh, almost into October. And so we've got another year of discussion on this before it actually hits the, the, the us as voters, November of 2024, presidential election day, I presume. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a topic that we're going to hear more about. I would like to have you back on the podcast because we're going to get questions from this. Um, and we got a year to kind of process this together before we have to go into the ballot box. So would you do that? Come back on again? I, I Jeff, I, I would love to. This is something that I'm passionate about and, and something that it's not just Lutheran schools working towards. Uh -huh. uh, we are in great partnership with, with Catholic schools, with other non-public schools to say, hey, this is important for all of our families uh, to allow giving the parents the choice mm -hmm. of where they would like their children to go to school, removing the income barriers. Good, good. Well, thanks for being with us, Mark. I really appreciate it. We're going to have to end out today, so we'll say goodbye. Uh, thanks for being here. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, that's uh, it. What a topic today. We expect to get some questions from you on this, which we'll put to Mark next time we're together. Write us, email us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores, just eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Give us some uh, some tough questions for Mark, and we'll have him back on again. Uh, let us know some other topics, even controversial ones that you'd like us to talk about, and we'll get those on the show. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, as we always do as we close, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and fly on wings like eagles. We trust in that promise of God who is always faithful. Thanks for listening today. <laughs>